Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the land of sky blue waters, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going, man? It's going. Um, actually, something that's worth touching on quick that ended up not being the best idea, but some people out there might absolutely love it. Uh, went out with a couple of buddies yesterday and had some drinks, had some food, whatever. Uh, ended up at Tom Reed's. And nice. uh, I'll take no credit for this. My only credit is that I was the only one that, for whatever reason, had the balls to ask, I guess. But uh, one of my buddies, who you've met, Jared, he uh, had this thought that, like, why don't they just do poutine with waffle fries? And so the idea began. I'll say that uh, it was interesting. You definitely got more full. And I think it would have worked well, but they were definitely, by my estimation, very heavily seasoned waffle fries. Oh, yeah. And that kind of fucked it up. Yeah. I feel like if you specifically said, please do not season these waffle fries, I I think there's something there. I think it could work. But... Needless to say, wasn't the ex- the same experience, but it was still good. I mean, potatoes, gravy, cheese curds, you kind of, you know, you, you get you get a similar experience. A little bacon bites on top there. I mean, I, yeah, again, with, with me, I, I'm, bacon I'm, bites. that's cut up bacon. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm more traditionalist when it comes to come to the comes to the poutine. I like the, like the New York style fries. What the fuck's a New York style fry? Like uh, long, but still like thick cut, not as thin as McDonald's, but. Why is you know, that somewhere in the middle? I don't know. That's just there's a I honestly there's a, fr- there's a genuine, that's not even me giving you there's shit. literally a poutine chain in Canada called New York style fries. That's why I just that's why it is. Yeah. Like, okay, so maybe that's part of the problem. Like New York style pizza, a thing. New York style right. fries. I'm gonna have to do some investigation. This is no, that's fine. I get it. when a whole when yeah, a whole chain in Canada is, sur- is is surrounded by that, that's why I let it slip there. Listeners, my have, task to you is first. Go and unfollow at the soda pod. Do it immediately if you haven't already, unless you're like super into t-shirts. Unfollow at the soda pod. You're gonna follow at soda pod, and then you're gonna tag at soda pod, and you're going to either defend Isha and say, Yes, there's absolutely New York style fries, and tell me how much of a fucking idiot I am, or you're gonna tag at soda pod and you're going to shred Isha. And if you do that, you get another entry into our Mick Golden Bar Mirror giveaway. Um, this will not be posted on social media. Only listeners are going to be able to do this. So throw it out there. Respect. And anyone that's wondering, the, the rules for the giveaway are the pinned tweet on at SodaPod. So check that out. Let us know if New York style fries are a thing. You guys are our researchers. 
I know Matt and Integrity are already on it. Yeah, they've they've <laughs> already paused the pod, podcast. Um, so yes, uh, but then the other thing I did this weekend, uh, like any good American, and I guess Minnesotan too. Uh, last couple nights I binged quarterbacks on Netflix. Eshit, you can't count past three, so I know you have no interest in that. But I've actually, I've watched a, a good chunk of it to be honest. Oh wow. Good on you. So let's hear your thoughts then. What what do you think of it? Um, I think they picked a good uh, a good like three. I picked the, I think they picked good three really good quarterbacks with three different personalities, and uh, it, it's been pretty good. I, honestly, it's I, I've I've come out liking Kirk Cousins a little bit more now. I haven't watched it in any particular order. I've watched like chunks of it while my while my roommate's been watching it. Um, Patrick Mahomes seems like, you know, he's just such a, a team guy, which I kind of knew already, you know, following the NFL a little bit, but just like seeing how like he'll come off in pain, screaming about his ankle and then just like go right to like the rest of the boys and be like, come on guys, let's go hard. Let's go hard and hard work. Let's go. And I'm just like fucking right. It's like, this guy's at such a young age is such a true captain and, and leader and warrior. So uh, my respect for him has gone up and, 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 and Kurt Cousins though he is a dweeb and this even makes him look more like a dweeb he he's 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 our dweeb he's minnesota's dweeb and uh and he's actually he's way more entertaining than i thought he would be going into that yeah i i think all of them showed the levels to which they are warriors like whether that's physically or mentally resilient for a lot of different reasons they took three quarterbacks from not just completely different personalities but just different places in the league like you've got Mahomes who I don't think many would deny is the best quarterback in the world right now and they just picked the perfect season with it ending with him winning the Super Bowl they picked Kirk Cousins who is calm down people he is very much a like middle-ish tier quarterback like I think anyone that puts him anywhere from 8 to 14 or 15 there's probably a reasonable argument to be made throughout that range but it feels like everyone in the world either thinks he is the most overrated or underrated quarterback. And that makes him such a polarizing figure on top of the antics that we saw throughout the season, obviously the huge highs and huge lows of the Vikings. And I I do think that he really showed like everyone thinks he's a bitch, whatever. Like he was battling through some shit this year. Oh yeah. And I think anyone like across these guys. And then of course, Marcus Mariota, guy who was drafted really high Heisman winner electric player coming out of Oregon. Like he's kind of the guy that like firmly stamped Oregon on the map. And I just think that like the, he kind of coming back, most guys, once they go to being a backup, don't get a starting role unless someone gets hurt. Right. But he got brought in. He was the starter, really good start to the year for Atlanta. And then you see, the trials and tribulations he goes through throughout. But it, I love the behind the scenes kind of stuff like this. Me too. Personality, just understanding better too what the guys go through. Uh, Bobby, any sport, that, any yeah, sport I can watch this style documentary for. And that's what I love about them. Not any sport. Let's be clear. Well, most. Some that I can't, but yes, agreed. Most sports, absolutely. And anyone that hasn't watched this one, absolutely go do it. But for me, immediately where my head went is, How do we do this for hockey? And I think the most fascinating way to go about it would be a show called Goalies. Oh, yes. And 
because they're just such fascinating humans and they are very much like the quarterback. Like they're such a central singular position. You lose your goalie, you're fucked. You lose your quarterback, you're fucked. And I kind of want to like encapsulate the spread just like they did here for quarterbacks. So I don't want to just take the top three goalies or the most entertaining, whatever. I kind of want the spread. I've got some thoughts. Isha, I'll kick it to you first, though. Do you have any names that jump to the top of your head of current goaltenders that you want to be featured? Um, I do. Just key, just a couple quick things. Like, keyword current, or else everyone would have Brzgalov on there. Right. But HBO kind of already did. HBO kind of already, because that I, road to the Winter Classic... Dude, do you think Brzgalov would show. be the highest coveted? Because I think it'd be Dominic Koshik. I think well, that oh, guy yeah. is such a serial killer of a human, but he is an absolute Dude. stone cold killer on the ice oh. as well. Kippersoff He's, would have to be in that mix yeah. too. Cause that guy was smoking in between periods in the I, 2000s. Yeah, he, I, I, I think Kipper would be great if we're going all time. Well, and then and if we're going for the like psychotic lunatic. It's either Patrick Patrick or Wah. it's one yeah. of those. Two. You can't do both. Like it's almost like second season. You do the other one, right? Yeah. So, so like, there's so many classic names out there, but I did, what I wanted to point out was when eight, when HBO did their road to the winter classic, the first two <laughs> seasons, um, like Brizgalov stole the show in season two, like season one was awesome. Cause it was Ovi versus Crosby and it was raw. And like Pittsburgh had all Pittsburgh had the best cast. Let's be honest. Like they had the, the, uh, they had their their best team, you know, in the last decade or so. He had a great um, cast, but I still think Boudreaux was the highlight oh, of yeah, that whole show. See, I, I totally forgot, but yes, Bujo, like, yes. That was, was uh, his coming out where no one had a clue. Like, everyone knew that he was a good coach, but, like, he had no personality at that point. After that documentary, feeling sorry on, for yourself. he had a cult following. People were obsessed with him from there. Hog and dog, like, like in NHL lore, Boudreaux is on like tier three because of his love for Hog and Dawes and him just being unhinged on HBO, looking like Santa Claus there in the in the locker room. But anyways, so again, just if you if anybody hockey fans, newer hockey fans, anyways, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but this is like over ten years old. This, these documentary series now, uh, Road to the Winter Classic season one and two were amazing. The first season again, Capitals versus Penguins. Uh, second season was Rangers Flyers. I don't even remember the third season was, and it sucks. So you had no, you know, there's no reason to watch that one. I, and oh, it was Maple Leafs and who gives a fuck. But anyways, yeah, no bias on that one. But continue. Yeah. Uh, back to here or back to the the current list. Like, there's, it's hard for me to put like a top three because the third name, it's like, oh, it could be this guy, it could be this guy. But you gotta go with three guys that are completely different. You just give me the reasons that they're different. Well, I need Jordan Bennington, a hundred percent. I need to see, I a hundred percent. I need to see what I did. I need to see everything. Um, I also need to see Jacob Markstrom. Now, a little bit of bias, but he is a head case in in, his, in himself. Um, him being a Swede, so it's different than an American or a Canadian goaltender, and a Swede who's been in North America for a long time. I just, I, I I'm very interested to see that guy behind the scenes because of just his unique ways of preparing for games. I know most goalies have that, but also just, he just, he's a fascinating athlete too. And um, I'm just very curious to see, you know, what, what goes on behind the scenes. But, but again, I do say a little bit of bias because he was a, a Vancouver Canuck. My third one is tough. My third one is tough. Um, it, it, it's, it's a, and I'll give you the reasons. Um, definitely Sergei Bobrovsky. And Interesting. that's actually, a great pick that I somehow didn't even think of. And uh, see, like, and the third one's so hard because there, there's so uh, many. Wasn't that your third one? 
Oh, sorry. I get, but uh, yeah, I guess that was my third. But there, there's other Mike names. Bobrovsky, right? Yeah, yeah. There's okay, other so names that could that could. There's a lot of other ones. I'm gonna yeah. give you my three, and then we can discuss all of them. Okay, okay. I think you have to, and this like doesn't come from bias. I just think being a polarizing personality, being where they stand, like historically in the game, and being on their way out. I think Mark Andre Fleury is a obvious pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take the aging veteran, but it's the guy who's been through it all. You get to see him kind of working as that veteran and how he conducts himself here as he kind of wraps up the career. And again, he's just like such an entertaining dude. Like you're going to get pranks throughout. Um, I think you got to go with a guy that's on top who's kind of like, he's not crazy, but the optics would be that he's crazy in Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, I knew you were going to pick that one. The, how good he is, but also just like him being a totally different breed of human and like everything that's going on right now with Tampa. And then I, I'm with you. I think Bennington as well, especially because somewhere down the road, we might get that Bennington flurry fight, which I don't know if you saw the videos that came out uh, this summer, but Bennington basically said like, yeah, like it was basically like prearranged, like me and flurry wanted to fight. I knew from his people that he very much wanted to fight. I've idolized Mark Andre flurry. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'll fight anyone, but I'll definitely fight him to make that work. We tried, didn't work. They broke it up, but that's not to say that it might not ever happen. So I love that, but he's, he's so unhinged. He's such a psycho. And I think that could be really, really interesting to watch. So those would be my three that I would lead with, but there's so many arguments that can be made. I mean, Minnesotans will obviously say they want to see Mr. One of us down in Dallas. Um, I'm shocked that you didn't say uh, Saros just because of your stroke sessions for him. Well, the last uh, thing that's like, I just don't think he's that interesting. Maybe I'm wrong, but he just seems like he's just a hard you working. Need the, you need the guy that's not interesting too to see a little he'd be the, angle. He'd be kind of the Kirk cousin of the group. <laughs> yeah, the, the vanilla, you know, wearing socks with flip flops, whatever. But I think uh, I think Marston would would. Bobrovsky was a great call by you though. I, I think, think Mark awesome. I think Marston would tick that box that Soros has there, but also bring like a little bit of fire because his, I feel like his wires cross on the ice and I think his wires cross off the ice a little bit sometimes Plus as well. The insanity of everything that's happening in Calgary right now. would certainly exactly. an interesting angle. Exactly. I think that a guy that should be, so this comes with a little bias, but just given the situation, I think Tristan Jerry would be fascinating because he's a guy who has all the potential. He's been in and out of injuries, just like, seeing him like week to week and understanding what the fuck's going through his head, the pressure that's sitting on his shoulders to try and get Crosby and Malkin and Latang to another cup. Like there'd be a lot of interesting angles there. Plus dude, everything, all of the intrigue there. What if they do land Carlson? What kind of random shit is Dubas going to pull throughout the year could be interesting. So I like that. Um, but the other one that I think would be, fairly interesting take a rookie in levi in buffalo Ooh. up and coming team but also like getting the rookie angle right? oh that would be really cool and then i, like I know that. one more that you're probably going to say so i'll let you say it i don't think you are i i think kind of oh. in, in this in the same light that you picked tristan jerry i think darcy kemper would be a good would be an interesting uh story interesting. to follow as well and i know again i don't know him personally but one of my best friends from college that's who he played hockey with growing up at every level until major junior where he went to junior, I think B and junior A in Saskatchewan and Darcy, you know, kept rising the ranks and, um, and they, they split off from there. I think when they were like 16, 
And but he's a Sasky boy, and my buddies told me some stories from him. I'm like, oh man, if the curtain just pulled a little bit on Darcy Kemper, I'm sure that uh, a falling in with his like in, you know him fighting injuries and just that side of him, um, you know, just yeah, his recent success and just that he he's a good old Canadian farm boy. Uh, and I think there's a lot uh, there's there's a lot of fun stuff that Darcy Kemper would at least I think it would be entertaining following Darcy Kemper. Oh, he's he's a good one. Uh, did you have any others that are like sitting there top of mind for you, or would it be more thinking? So I got two other ideas that I think could be okay. Uh, I think it pretty much covered. Okay, the one that I thought you'd say is Mister Pizza himself, kind of hot. Uh, just because of again, him, his high profile, he's been so polarizing with like the ups and downs. Like, is Philly any good? They're on the rebuild. Dude, they've got a new jersey. I don't know if you knew that's like one tick over in shade of orange. It's pretty incredible. Um, kudos, like their design department should get a raise. Um, but I also, just, I if, just can't stand him. So this might be skirting the rules a little bit, but I got to give this one for our boy Z. If they don't trade either goalie, I want both of them. I want them to follow both and just how like big a butt buddies they are and like that inner working in the relationship there. Because I feel like it would kind of ruin it to follow just one of them because then it's like, yeah, the other one doesn't matter. Like I kind of want it to be both. Wait, we, we forgot to mention Robin Leonard. That one has to be on there, right? <laughs> he's not going to play, but sure. <laughs> if, that, if, that if, just... if you were playing, absolutely. But he's not. So no. And again, the, for our entertainment pleasure, because, oh my goodness, I want to see... Well, didn't he have to give back all the snakes and all the crazy exotic animals or things that he had? Because he was like... I don't even fucking know. 200 grand in debt with exotic animals and snakes. Like, please, HBO, I want to see what's going on there. I want to see what's going on there. And I mean, last but not least, and this is really milking it here, folks, but I have to mention it. Hoppy's going to roll his eyes. If you want some amazing visuals... Especially uh, if you started with following this guy in the offseason. I mean, Aiden Hill, Vancouver Island, baby. You could get some sick shots, some aerial shots in Victoria, some nice B-roll from the kid's home. I think that would be a good one, too. I don't understand why it's going to be at his home. It's going to be during well, I mean, the they're probably, they, you know, they're, they're probably, the producers will definitely, like, when they do throwbacks of, like, you know, where you're from, where, where'd you play? Oh, you played the... Yeah, dude, that's the, totally the Victoria Racket Club? Oh, my goodness. Let's get a sick uh, aerial shot. Oh, look, there's uh, the Prince and Megan's house there. We want our privacy. I mean, I, why don't we just make the series be called Victoria Island? Oh. Just anyone that's hailed oh. from the great island of Victoria that doesn't Sold. even exist. Done. Um, you got my view. I feel like we haven't really missed anyone. I mean, there's definitely others that you could make an argument for, but I don't feel bad about anyone that's been left off. Like Hellebuck, you can't really do until we know where he's going to land. Yeah. That makes it tough. Gibson, kind of the same thing. Like, we don't really know where he's going to be. They could both be interesting guys, but, like, they also you know have not much personality. You picked – this is a perfect and fun exercise and segment. We're just in the most boring era of goalies. You know what I mean? Like, goalies uh, historically have been, like, you know, the, the craziest personalities of the National Hockey League, and I feel like it's pretty thin right now. Whereas even 10 years ago uh, – 10, 15 years ago, I probably would have, like, wait, we'd, we'd, we'd probably have top five versus the top three. Oh, we're, we're not even going to go down this path right now, but imagine if instead of goalies, they just did one called backups, 
Oh. And you follow the backup goalie. That could be real interesting, but we are not going down that list. Um, I feel like Vice did something like that. I don't know if it was with. Maybe that's got to be our next uh, contest that we actually drop on Twitter, though, is if they released a series called Goalies, which three goalies are you picking and why? That I'll, I'll craft that up for later this week. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So remember, everyone, fun. go in. We need to know. New York style fries. Are they a thing or not? Shred either of us. Commend the one that was right. Don't care, but tag at SodaPod. And of course, make sure that you're following at SodaPod and you'll get another entry into the McGolden bar mirror giveaway. And again, folks, please, please, please follow at SodaPod and subscribe on YouTube because those are the two metrics that determine whether or not we give that bar mirror away. Super attainable, super attainable. We had like 2,300 followers on the soda pod. And I still am convinced that 90% of you think that that's our account. It is not. And YouTube, we're already pacing to hit a thousand subscribers by like the first of the year. We're just trying to accelerate that a little bit for obviously selfish reasons. But anyone that hasn't checked it out and hasn't subscribed, usually we got some good stuff on there primarily focused on spoke Z if that makes any of you feel better because that kid is electric, but uh, yeah, please support or uh, Hey, if there's a reason you don't want to subscribe or follow, send us that hate too. And we can yes. uh, maybe get better or we'll just drag you for being wrong. Don't care. Last week, the Huskies Warming House podcast talked all things WCHA with the reveal of St. Thomas at number seven in our rankings. This week, it's maybe a surprise entry with the Duluth Bulldogs slotting in at the same spot in the NCHC men's side of play. Our show takes a deep dive into their roster, upcoming season, as well as recapping last year's action. After that, it's 13 more weeks of coverage as we have many teams left to go in our previews, including both of the St. Cloud State Husky squads. You won't want to miss it. In the Den at the Huskies Warming House podcast presented by CenterIceView.com, Huskies Illustrated, and of course, the Soda Pod. Do you love sports? Do you think you know more about sports than all of your friends? Do you like getting things for free? If you're still with me, you need better edge in your life. Legal sports betting in Minnesota and a free, that's right, free $20 sign-up bonus, no deposit required. Go to your browser right now, type in betteredge.com slash sodapod. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge, E-D-G-E dot com slash SodaPod, S-O-T-A-P-O-D to claim your $20 today. You know what we have to do? You know, like that segment, uh, I forget, it was on Jimmy Kimmel and they did like the mean tweets. We got to do like the mean YouTube comments. <laughs> the ones that YouTube censors and that they put them in a special folder Dude, that's like hidden. There's some bad ones that when we posted the one about Eric Stahl being afraid of oh. rainbows, so many people, like someone's like, yeah, he's my favorite player now. I'm like, you're a fucking loser. Dude, like, if, uh, if you're that person listening right now, 
please unsubscribe from YouTube and don't follow yeah. us because we just don't have time for your dumb ass. But so the top three were, were that one, uh, the Matt, <laughs> the Matt Dumba and Pavelski incident. Oh, that geez. one, like, and then that, that's um, understandable though, because that's like angry fans on the other side. That's oh, not, yeah, yeah. that's not, yeah. But I, I understood <laughs> that even though it was, and, and my personal favorite, which the YouTube like auto deletes, like the mean comments after like 90 days. I think I saved this one. Like uh, the <laughs> April fool's joke. When that uh, that one writer oh, real fucking pissed at you, <laughs> <laughs> the April Fool's <laughs> one when that when that writer hinted that McDavid was suspended. Someone oh my god! Because of the way that you teased up that one, like, oh man, they lit you up. That was like it, a fucking paragraph, <laughs> dude. It, that one was awesome. And like that video, that one, <laughs> that video for me, like I, I mean, I've even showed my some of my clients that I work with on YouTube that example. I was like, it was the perfect thumbnail, the perfect time the perfect title and when i started the video talking it was exactly like that just like playing up the narrative <laughs> dude that one oilers fan oh my god that was unhinged but anyways i've been That's doing that great. on city life every now and then on city life whenever i mention like uh george st pierre i get the communist trudeau comments and oh man <laughs> okay well moving on from what turned out to be a great little segment on goalies um Got some quick hitters here. We're not going to go too long today. A couple of NHL news pieces. We're going to talk about Matt Dumba, and we're going to get a little bit into where the Wilds sit in the Central Division as things sit here today, as we record on July 16th, and actually in case something happens later today, it is 1.42 Central Time as I say this right now on Sunday, July 16th. But uh, let's jump in. Isha, I know this one uh, you were most excited to talk about, and it's sad but it is quite topical news alex galchenyuk probably career over i would imagine um maybe he can go play in the k or something because they don't really care he probably fits their profile but and that american to russia that ensued send that american to russia those are the comments I'm seeing on Twitter. <laughs> he was born in Wisconsin, guys. Come on now. Um, yeah, dude, this is crazy. So as I'm streaming away, watching wait, fights wait, as I what's, do. What's worse, being born in Russia or being born in Wisconsin? Who's to say? Yeah, no comment on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, here I am streaming away, watching fights, and, uh, and a big portion of my live chat are Canadian. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them are from Ontario, but that's okay. I look past it. Um, and they were like, yo, have you heard about what's going on with Galchenik right now? And I was like, no, guys, like literally watching fights. And they're like, he just got arrested, hit and run. He pulled the John Jones and his dad's helping him try to cover it up here. And then the conversation kind of grew to just like hockey parents and the levels of crazy hockey parents. And Alex Galchenyuk, Galchenyuk Sr. is one of those crazy hockey parents. Wait, um, wait, wait. He's a junior? No, no. I, I said Galchenyuk Sr. I don't know. If oh, it's sorry. Alex I thought you Sr. said Alex Galchenyuk Sr. I wish. I wish. How, how do we not know that he's a junior? Dude, so now former as the Arizona Coyotes uh, signed Galchenyuk, you know, back with the organization, they have quickly voided the contract and um, have set forth the process in terminating it. Dude, how but, about the people that were like so lit up right away? Like, wow, like not even gonna like investigate first? Like, not nah, they they pretty much had all the info they needed when they said they were. Well, and it's not, and, and I hate to say this, but it, <laughs> it needs to be said. It's not like he's a fucking superstar in the National Hockey League. It's like it's not like you know, you know terminating a contract is still a big deal. I don't care how important of a player you are. Like, you don't just do it willy nilly on like tabloid news but uh no it, it gets deeper you you go ahead and explain it to people yeah well no he he breached a part of the contract so they had uh they had terms to do it like there's a conduct 
clause in the contract and they were like no under this we're done but anyways um this is per cbs news former arizona coyotes alice galchenik was arrested on july 9th after a hit and run incident in scottsdale uh, and he reportedly made some violent threats to police officers during the encounter um statement from the arizona coyotes we are aware of the incident involving Gal- alice galchenik strongly condemn this t- condemn this type of behavior once the club was made aware of the allegations they immediately began uh the process of terminating the contract so basically crashed into another woman's car fled the scene and then was found by apparently his father laying on the side of the of the road car on the curb so he hit the curb after as well uh galchenyuk senior picks him up because he's just so out of it uh highly intoxicated picks him up puts him in the passenger seat uh galchenyuk senior as they try to uh, evade the scene there there's a, a traffic stop gets uh gets questioned insists that he was the one who, you know, hit the other car, but the wit- there was a witness who confirmed that, no, that was Alice Galchenyuk that hit the car and then evaded the scene and uh, eventually hit up the curb and got out of the vehicle and decided to lay down on the ground. Uh, then they both became verbally uh, aggressive with the officer and Alex Galchenyuk making, and again, the, the American Alex Galchenyuk, saying he has uh, connections in Russia that could uh, not only end the lives and f- and uh, the family of the uh, officer there, but their bloodline as well. Going a little race deep here. Um, absolutely crazy story, Hobby, because, you know, I didn't think that Alex Galchenyuk was, quite frankly, this crazy. Alcohol can do that to you, man. I mean, of course it can. And I, I don't want to look you past that, but I just... full Jackie Moon on that shit. Like, suck my cock, I'll murder your family. burn your house down like that's the thing like i always pictured him to be like a goofy drunk not like a like john jones hit and run style fucking drunk here and the craziest hockey parent of all time trying to keep the keep them dollars coming in want to keep their son happy but you know what else i heard sorry before you uh comment away and give your opinion here and again this is just like this isn't fact i didn't read this in any of the reports but this is what uh again some hardcore hockey fans and in my in my my live chat were telling me a couple of them ones for example one's a season ticket holder in toronto whether that means the guy knows a lot about hockey or not we've had some good conversations he was telling me that like as he started to look into this and talk to people galchenyuk senior was one of those hockey parents who like pretty much had alex wrapped around his finger and that alex would not listen to a lot of his nhl coaches at the time again this is alleged and didn't maybe listen to some of the trainers and maybe that could be a reason why he bounced around so many organizations and didn't end up panning out because he very much was dad is coach for life sort of thing and again none of that is fact but that's what i those were some of the things that were brought up in the conversations that i was having again with some of my uh hockey fan friends there um so just to add that layer to it hoppy like what were your thoughts when you heard about this because i heard it like as it was going down friday night Uh, honestly at first i I did feel bad for the kid because all I knew is that like he had, you know, drunk driving hit and run and that he was under arrest. And it's not like, Oh no, I feel bad for him that this happened. It's more just like, clearly he's got some shit going on for this to have occurred. Like I think everyone genuinely hopes that he gets the help he needs. But uh, once you start hearing how fucking aggressive he was with these cops, like, sorry, dude, you absolutely deserve whatever's coming to you. I hope you never play in the NHL ever again. I don't wish ill on you by any means, but like people like this don't deserve to be on the platform of what NHL players are doing. So 
I hope he freezes. Right, dude, I, I hope you figure your shit out. I hope he freezes on that team in Siberia. I mean, he's got people out there, so they can probably keep him warm. Oh yeah, he's got connections out there. Um, but yes, for folks like I, I'm, he's half American, half Russian. Uh, clearly has connections in Russia, but yeah, born in Wisconsin. And with, I, I, again, that feels I'm, like the kind of thing though that like he probably doesn't even have them. He's just like fuck you i i have connections because i'm russian like he just like he probably knows a few people right with you know and probably knows a, f- a guy who knows a guy sort of thing like yeah yeah he like yeah i don't know it's yeah. and, and are you really proud of that oh i got connections in russia like especially as an american like fuck you dude like especially in the political climate right now and again he's wasted so i'm not gonna i mean it would have been great if the cops just like yeah guess what i'm ukrainian bitch and just fucking oh. him with the nightstick like straight up out of super bad at the end where he's like fuck you big and he just fucking cold cocks him with it it's just great uh, well again um don't mean to make light too much of the story no one was seriously injured which is good the the woman who yeah. um was involved in the hit and run apparently she's not even pressing charges she just and i, I don't have that i just closed the article here but she was even quoted saying like i wish like him to get the help he needs and then the best for them so like hey so the coyotes paid her off got it Oh yeah, no one was seriously injured, and I hope he gets the help he needs. But again, yeah, like glad the co- the Coyotes, you know, terminated the contract. They they didn't need this on top of everything they're facing already. They didn't need to deal with you know uh, an, an unhinged player right now. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, wish him the best. Hopefully, he continues his career elsewhere. But uh, it ain't gonna be in the NHL, buddy. It ain't gonna be in the NHL. And again, yeah. it's not. And again, uh, preface by saying I hate to say this, but it's it's not like he was a superstar and an asset that the National Hockey League and even you know on a lower tier that franchise would would have had to protect like if this was overall pick dude <laughs> if this was matthews if this was mcdavid if this was you know it, it would so it basically would be a big, only first overall picks matter. it would Got be it. a bigger and different if it was elias petterson with the vancouver canucks there you go oh so now we're going to five so literally anyone except for second overall matters i got you i got yes you. yes um what's next what's next Next, we've got the first of the Kane lineup. We have Evander Kane. Oh, yes. Uh, a poor, reportedly pulling away from HDA, the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Um, I don't know. Petty wars have very much ensued. There's things being thrown back and forth. I know he threw out some accusations that there are a lot of personal agendas that are driving the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Like, he doesn't support that. He definitely supports their cause and like hopes that they continue going in the right direction, but he's separating himself from it. And for me, man, the, the response from the HDA is what like really got my attention because it literally leads They they posted on Twitter saying Ari Evander Kane's departure from the HDA literally leads with Evander Kane has not been involved with the HDA for more than two two years, years. for more than two years. So right away, the fact that they lead with that tells me that this is a very reactionary kind of unhinged response, kind of trying to fling shit back and forth at each other. Like petty wars have begun. And and I love petty wars on Twitter. It's really fun. Um, but just the way that they address this, like there, there's a different way. Like you've seen people address these types of things professionally and just say, hey, like there, there's more to the story. You know, Evander Kane, n- not as involved in the HDA as he has, you know, alleged, but just like them immediately, the whole statement. Evander Kane has not been involved with the HDA for more than two years. 
When he declared bankruptcy in January 2021, he was automatically disqualified from serving as the director of the HDA pursuant to the provisions of the Canadian Not-for-Profit Corporations Act. It's which, just so candid and forward. Yep. Which statute governs the HDA. Since then, he has not attended meetings nor contributed to the strategic or programmatic vision of the organization. Evander has expressed an interest to rejoin the HDA on numerous occasions, but the group felt he needed to put in more work before rejoining. We had left the door open for him to re-engage in some capacity when that work was done and he was in a better place to be a role model for young athletes. We are surprised by today's statement and unfounded reference to personal agendas, but we wish Evander well and thank him for his role in starting our organization. I mean, first off, the way they ended it is the most disingenuous bullshit oh, I've yeah. ever heard. Like, oh, we'll leave this little bit at the end so people can't say we're savages. They're Fuck savages. Um, why is Evander Kane's face all over their fucking assets? Why? Why is that the case if all of these things they're throwing out are true? And I'm not saying that Evander Kane isn't like speaking out of turn and saying things that might not be truthful, but just that whole reading from the Hockey Diversity Alliance tells me this guy's coming out against us. We're just going for blood. We're going to oh, yeah. him. We're going to tear him down as much as we can. And I, I just, I'm sorry. Like I love and support everything that the Hockey Diversity Alliance has been trying to do and stands for. I think this is all bullshit. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Dude, so it's, it's. I mean, they're, they're hockey players, man. They're, 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 they're competitive. But you have go back and forth. And think before you like this wasn't someone that got asked like, "Hey, Evander Kane said this." Response: No, they thought this up. They typed it up. They even like had it designed out on a graphic. Like, what? How is that your response? Like the the way to do this properly is uh, leading with their last statement. We are surprised by today's statement and unfounded reference to personal agendas, but we thank you know, Evander Kane for his contributions and wish him well. And then you can give a couple more points to defend yourself, but exactly leading with the hate and shit flinging. I don't know, dude, this tells me that where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, there's, there's definitely something there for sure. I th I read it as super, like super aggressive right off the bat. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. If they would have led with their closing statement, it would have been, it would just would have read way more professional. It's like, okay, they're defending themselves here totally understand but yeah especially just like stating like you know his uh like the bankruptcy and just not being a good role model he's, he's like a bad role model like you didn't have to say any of your shit why is that the case <laughs> no and that's such a good point you brought up too like as soon as this statement dropped they should have taken everything off or had it you know timed where like they took everything off and then the statement dropped then that would have given it at, at least hang then on, it's like okay on. that was all posted let's see here this all was posted two days ago. I'm going to go on their page and see if they've changed it yet. Nope. His face is still there front and fucking center. Should I just tweet them and be like, guys, change your banner. Vander's still up and see if they do. See if someone catches on. I, th I think enough people have already said that. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think they've gotten dragged for that. And oh now I wonder goodness. if it's just like, we're not going to change it just because you guys tell us to. So. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> Again, 
Honestly, zero, zero hate for no, yeah, everything that the, the Hockey Diversity Alliance of stands course. for. Like they are doing awesome things. Uh, I just wonder what the the inner politics might be with some of that because you've seen other organizations come out that are also trying to promote diversity in hockey, and it seems like there are definitely some hurt feelings. And to an extent, I understand it. They've been looking for help, looking for funding from the NHL, and they've gotten shit. But then there's other people that have popped up and the NHL is immediately on board and helping them. So I don't know. Maybe the personal agendas are a factor in that. Maybe there's a way that they're being conducted. I genuinely don't know. And I'm not even going to begin to speculate. It's more just the idea that I hope that this group is everything that they try and tell us that they are because it's needed. It's something that's helping hockey, but there's no room for fake good people out here. I'm just sick of people that want to look like they're making a difference. And then really there's other shit going on. Yeah. This is kind of a, and again, we haven't seen the final blow yet or a response after this by Vander Kane, but so far a rare, uh, a rare win by Vander Kane in the media here. <laughs> if we're going blow for blow. I mean, I, I doubt it's a win. I bet there's still a shit ton of people dragging him too, but I'm interested to see if, I mean, if he's I smart, he just doesn't win, even make it. Re- get to see the petty wars ensue. That's all. Yeah. If he, uh, if he doesn't respond, I think that's the smartest avenue. But I mean, I'm this is petty wars. That's not the path he'll take. <laughs> yeah. This is petty wars, though. Some, something's coming up. Something's coming up. <laughs> oh, um, there, there was one outlet that got me with the clickbait. I'm not going to give them the credit they deserve, but I will say that you got me. You got me. That well, their title was Oilers Respond to to the or you know to and i was like oh my god let's go and then it was like oilers uh forward but you know they just like they really like they they, it was a beautiful headline there and i was like god damn you you talked about before how you try and trick people basically oh yeah absolutely so that's why like i i applaud it and i was like oh my god what did the oilers say and i was like oh no this is just a little you got blog piece you got got, got. but i was so excited and salivating there to see like oh what is what 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 does the old boys club have to say about this let's go right like supporting local local business local hockey local legends do you like vodka martinis screwdrivers bloody marys white russians whatever you can find i'm more of a vodka fresca guy myself if you nodded yes to any of those look no further than northland vodka giving five percent back to local hockey and of course the recipe that was masterfully crafted by local legend himself, Mark Parrish. Everyone get out there right now. Support Northland Vodka. Run, don't walk. The next cane that we got to discuss, Patrick, looking like he will be ready to play probably sometime in the month of November. Now, maybe awesome. he heals up a little sooner. Maybe it pushes to December, whatever. All that's been said I don't know if it's definitively necessarily, but words out, he's not signing before the season, no. which I think is brilliant on his part. He gets to sit back and watch how teams start, whether that's someone losing a superstar that's going on LTIR and he can just pop in and take that money. Or if it's a team that he just thinks is super well poised and thinks there's a good spot for him to fit in. And he wants to go for a run on a one year ticket to prove himself and get one more, you know, couple year deal out of it. Um, but I'm, I'm really intrigued to kind of wait and see where he could land. <coughs> Kyle Dubas. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I've heard rumblings that, you know, de- and again, this all depends because they're pretty capstrap in their own right. But uh, Avs is what I hear rumbling is that that's who he's, he's focused on. He's keeping his eyes firmly on the Avs to see what the situation plays out there. Because obviously that's, and again, I haven't heard him been quoted saying this, but again, every time that I was looking up anything to do with this article, or sorry, this article, this uh, piece of news surrounding Vander Kane that he's actually ahead in his rehab and just like the updates on him, every yeah, single Vander. outlet pointed to the Avs. Every single one. And I'm like, okay, well, every single one, like there's something there. So, and, and everyone kind of hinted that that's the team that he's keeping I, his eyes out on. I take this all back. Uh, Patrick, I believe that you actually already firmly hold the position as greatest American born player that's ever been in the NHL. I think you go out on top. Don't fuck with getting another injury. You've made enough money. I think you ride off into the sunset and you just enjoy retirement, man. Um, you deserve it. You've earned it. You've got three cups. You've gotten scoring titles like you you deserve your retirement. And I'm I'm very excited for you. If he goes to Colorado, I'll be so mad. Fuck. Okay. That Again. that bummed me out a little bit. Um <laughs> we can, I'm surprised you didn't hear honestly when you uh, wrote Patrick Kane on our outline, I thought that you knew that, that I thought you knew that that was kind of the no. narrative surrounding him right now was was the Colorado Avalanche, which I don't think they're gonna swing it. I don't think they're going to be able to swing it personally, unless they get well, another big injury. Like if he, if he'll take a cheap deal, anything can happen. Well, and, and this is going to bum me out even more in one of the, one of the articles they were hinting at that, like he will take like a stupid cut if it's with the Avs because he believes in them that much. And he just won't, he just has every intention not to resign there and he'll, and he's like, and I'll probably prove myself there uh, or you know there or with a contending team, and that will get me a, a better contract uh, moving forward. So that's the the plan: is sign somewhere cheap, and then you know cash in the next year. And, and that's that that is the plan. So the Avs fit that mold again if they can fit the if if they can sign him to a deal that can fit him under that cap. Um, and there's you know another few teams out there too that are quote unquote going for it that uh, he could potentially. You know who it's well. going to be, right? You know where he's going to go. I don't. I don't know. Going to Vegas for sure. I really don't want it. That's going to happen. It has to happen. <laughs> Cause it, Honestly, is, it is the most volatile reaction. <laughs> there will be no worse reaction. He could sign. Makes... Honestly, Isha, I know you'd be more upset, but he could sign with Toronto and there would not be as much backlash and outrage as him signing with Vegas. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. God, I damn, agree 100%. Be... and you know what? It's, it, it kind of, I can't even explain it, but it may, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> Cause that's where everyone's going to win. All right, we'll just sign with Vegas. Where, where do I think he should go? If I were him, if it's just this one year and you're doing it to get your next contract, why the fuck don't you go to Edmonton? So for me, it's it's Edmonton or Dallas. But I don't think they can I think Dallas anymore. is already, like, there's always room for a Patrick Kane, but, like, we saw it with the Rangers. Like, too many mouths to feed. People aren't happy. You shake shit up. Like, Three, I think Dallas lines? is good where they're at. I think I mean, Dallas I do. is good. They could add another defenseman. Outside of that, I think they are a team that's poised and ready to compete. We'll get into that more when we get into yeah. the Central Division. But I think Edmonton is the no-brainer number one pick. Oh. It's a team that adding him not only makes them even more solidified up front, but I've been screaming and fucking pounding my chest over getting Nugent Hopkins on that third fucking line. You need to be deeper. Having the best top six in the NHL isn't good enough. You need to have a layered attack. And if you can bump him down to the third line, 
established dude him it was him costin and uh yanmark like it was such a good line stretch, they were really good yeah i'm still shocked that they let costin go i think he could be fun in detroit um but if you bump him down i think kane is the perfect complement to a guy like dry give something to nuge to work with there on that third line still give him power play or whatever i don't care but let him drive a line because that can be your difference maker that for Pittsburgh in the back-to-backs of 16 and 17, that third line is the difference maker that pushed them over the edge. Edmonton needs to establish that. That is what they're missing. They've got like, okay, depth players. They don't have a third line that can take over. Like we saw with Vegas last year, that is the difference. And if Kane goes there, holy shit, look out. Dude, whether he's with McDavid or Dreisaitl, like, easy 100 points in the bank. Like, <laughs> easy. Nuge got 100 last year, dude. I know. Dude, and I'm so happy That's for him. That's not a knock on him. I think no, he's I'm so happy player, for him. But I'm so happy for him. If he is your third-line center, you are a better team. That's not yeah. saying that he shouldn't. he's not good enough to be in a top six. I'm saying if he can take a slice of humble pie, play the third line, and drive a line by himself – Fuck, dude. I don't even care. Put him on the third line with Kane, and you've still got a fucking stupid, stupid... Dude, that's group. the thing. Like At that point, it's not the third line. It's just nope. another fucking line that Edmonton has. You know what I mean? But it is the third line. Like That no, is I, I, the third most effective <laughs> line, and it's still a sick line. So, dude, I don't I, know. I, I, to me, Edmonton is the absolute no-brainer, but... You know what's funny? We're like, oh, you know, Edmonton embarrassment of riches, three centers deep. New go on the third line, Minnesota Wild podcast. They're just like, what the fuck, dude? We can't even <laughs> fucking center here. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we gladly take Kind of crazy, though. Like, obviously, very different players, but him and Nuge literally signed almost identical deals at the same time. I'm I'm going to be curious to see, because like right now, obviously, like, unbiased, the Nuge contract looks better. Oh, yeah. But I want to see in like two or three years who ends up panning out as the better long-term option at that slightly over five million cap hit. I I think they're both absolute steals, great contracts. Shit, dude, if somehow Minnesota could get Nuge and have him on that aligned contract with Ack, like I think that would be a lot of fun. Nuge is a very good player. I mean, there's a reason he went first overall, wasn't the best draft, but like I was going to say that was definitely not a traditional he's, overall, but he's a great player. He's very, he's been good. He's been a good two-way player, even when he was a twig in red deer. Like he's, yeah, he's awesome. Okay, um, let's, uh, speaking of, wait, speaking of red deer, maybe I misremember. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I got something right with junior hockey. Red deer baby. rebels, baby. Speaking of the red deer, I'm going to choose to call them the red deer red bulls. Cause it sounds <laughs> almost the same. And it's just like, so dude, their logo and and jerseys are awesome i'm you, you keep talking i'm gonna i'm gonna well no yeah so for the red bulls um we got our boy matt dumba and everyone now is scratching their heads with how long he's been on the market like why hasn't he been signed some people are raising their hands and being like told you he sucks no one will sign him the other half are like hey uh since he hasn't signed what kind of discount would he take to come to minnesota um isha Thoughts on the potential of Matt Dumba signing with the Minnesota Wild? <sighs> I honestly would rather turn the page at this point. Just I want to see rather. Do you like? Is it realistic? No. I I I don't think it's realistic. It's I think hard, it's it's a hard I, fucking no. Anyone that thinks he's coming back, yeah, I'm it's, sorry. It's, I would love it. 
but I'm going to burst your bubble. No chance. It's not, it's not going to happen because I mean, there's a ton of young defensemen coming up the, the line. No and, money. He's not going to take well, league men. He's not going to do it. And I was just going to say, what are you going to pay this guy under three mil? He's not going to take. He, uh, that's even too much. No, no, that's the thing. He's not going to take. One point five is the max. He's not going to take an eighty percent pay cut. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. And uh, again, to further burst everyone's bubble, I'm pretty sure they've got a contract sitting in the desk drawer there for uh, Bill Armstrong down with Arizona. I think he is happy going there to be a leader for a team. I hear that he actually likes Arizona in general, not necessarily the team, but being in Arizona. He's got his boy Jason Zucker already signed there. I I just see that being the obvious hit. I think he and his representatives are just waiting to see with other moves that might come forward. Does something else pop up? But I'm pretty sure Bill Armstrong has basically said, hey, if you want it, here it is. Look at that beautiful jersey. He is such a fucking baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How cool is that jersey, though? But look at him. He's a baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 but uh, it great jersey. I don't see what it. Oh, I guess it's kind of a bull. So yeah, Red yeah. Bulls, perfect. Um, <laughs> God, this is gonna be bad. I'm gonna literally call them that nonstop, and you're gonna hate it. Honestly, uh, I don't hate it. If Red if Red Bull came in and gave them some of that Red Bull money, like they do to their New York like soccer team, their you know their the Red Deer yeah. Red Bulls. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. I mean, Halifax Moosehead's got a team in Halifax, man. Let's get the Red Bulls here in the I, I WHL. came up with that idea stone cold sober. That's a problem. <laughs> that means I'm you, in trouble. You weren't drinking vodka Red Bulls as you came up with that? I was not, unfortunately. But uh, no free ads. I mean, Red Bull, it's there for the taking. Otherwise, I'm going to just go to Celsius and see if they want to somehow get tied in. Honestly, I, I will go Celsius and Red Bull over Monster, man. Monster's everywhere right now. I'm sure that uh, they're... they're dude, I'm Monster sh- is delicious. Ugh. It, it fucking rots my tummy. Like, it is... I get sick there's, when I drink There's it. more sugar well, I, in I, one I can know. of Monster I know. than in the entire continent of Africa right now. Like I'm just insane. saying, it is delicious, objectively, especially those white cans that have, like, the texture on the outside of the can. Like, oh, yeah. really cool can art. I'm always a big fan of that, as you all know from the beer following. I think it tastes delicious, but I literally get sick every time I have it. Like, just not like I'm puking or anything like that, but like I just get a really bad tummy ache. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I, yeah. I finally had to just like cut it out hard. Like, Monster is sponsoring every fight promotion. Doesn't matter if they're like in not a cage, but just ropes around someone's backyard in like Alabama to fucking the UFC. Like, they are everywhere. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's backyard YouTube unsanctioned promotions and monsters sponsoring them they are everywhere right now i'm just like you know no i will not i will not i'm 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 staying strong for that red bull sponsor let's go yeah and celsius okay too i mean i, I actually like celsius a little healthier less sugar same nice. kick good flavors no free ads though no free ads We'll get right back to the show in a sec, folks, but I want to take this quick break here to tell you about our friends at Waggle Golf, especially with summer just around the corner. You have to get yourself in to some amazing new Waggle products, unbelievable hats, unbelievable shirts, unbelievable shorts. Now that we're approaching summer, whether you're on the course, whether you need some attire for the office, work parties, 
Hell, backyard barbecues. Yes, you will be the best dressed person there. Go to their website, getyourwaggleon.com. And don't forget to use promo code SP10 on your way out for 10% off your order. Be sure to fill your cart up before you check out, though, because this promo code is one-time use. Again, the best damn golf tees out there. Again, I don't even hit the links, yet there's nothing I would want to wear more in the office than an amazing Waggle golf tee. GetYourWaggleOn.com Promo code SP10 For 10% off your order And don't forget to fill that card up Before you check out Because this promo code is a one time use Again 10% off your order SP10 GetYourWaggleOn.com Now let's get back to the show um, Alright Last uh, major topic here That will I mean This could go 2 minutes This could go 20 minutes knowing well, us. We have, we have around 10 I was going to say We're making good time Yeah <laughs> So the central division, we've already talked about a couple of players that might be moving into the central division here in Matt Dumba and Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. but just in general with the moves that have happened here, no speculation on what's to come for any of the teams, including the wild. I have my tiers established. I know where I have certain teams sitting for next year, but I want just point blank. Where do the wild finish next year and why? Probably, uh, I think fourth. Okay, so you say fourth. I want to hear the teams that you have in front of them. It doesn't even have to be in order. Who are your top three? Nashville, Dallas, Colorado. Nashville. Yes, that's an interesting one. I think they. I, I think they. They, they jumped the Wild and Winnipeg. Who? Winnipeg's gonna fall, I think. I I want to hear you defend Nashville. That's intriguing. I just think that they were a hard team to play against last year. They only got better. And with you defend know, again, I'm like scrambling to try to get the their. Well, sure, all right, roster you up. Up. I'll I'll say then I'll just get into my tears because like that's not an outrageous take at all. I just wasn't expecting to hear Nashville. But then again, it's you, so I kind of was. Really <laughs> um, <clears throat> would you agree if I told you that there's three tiers and? Two of them consist of three teams. One consists of two teams. Where do you think the two is? Is it top, middle, or bottom? Middle? I have them at the top. Oh, interesting. So to me, there is a clear-cut top two teams in this division, and it's Colorado and Dallas. I don't see major injuries. I don't see any team touching either of them. And I'm usually not big on like, oh, what happened last year is what happens this year. No, both of these teams already were top two last year, and I think both teams have gotten better. Um, have you pulled up what you need pulled up for Nashville? Yeah, and so like, <laughs> it's a little bit of a reach, but this I just think that like, I just I just have a feeling that Minnesota is gonna not necessarily take a step back, but just stay the same and and. and and by doing so, you you run the risk of Nashville jumping you. I do think that when, uh, Minnesota will do better than Winnipeg because they've just kind of got worse. But I just think that, you know, you plug in Ryan O'Reilly and, you know, swap him for like a Matt Duchesne. You bring in an, uh, a Gustav Nyquist as well, who I think people aren't giving him enough credit. Like he's still a very, very, he's very, very good player. And he's going to, he's going to produce. Um, I don't think they changed the system up too much. I think O'Reilly actually fits in there way better than a, a Duchesne ever did. 
Um, I know Johansson's gone, and you know he he did add a, a very strong offensive slash defense. You know, and a, a two way presence there. Uh, I think their goal their goaltending is still great. Their defense is still great. I know Ryan McDonough. Like, what when is he gonna? When is that decline gonna start? I still think he's a very, very good player. I think their defense is actually solid. Luke Shen is just, he's just going to help them defensively as well. I think they're just going to be a really hard team to play against. And I think that their additions are just going to help them uh, up their scoring a little bit going, going into next year. And whether they're, I think like them in the wild, they're going to be the ones like fighting for that third spot, like pretty much all season. Okay. I, I actually like, I don't okay. Take, take, okay. I disagree with, some of the logic like i actually think on paper they're a worse team okay but i view this a lot as the minnesota wild buying out parisian suitor it's the whole addition by subtraction argument i think that they're really focused on the culture on the locker room fresh start they brought in great people they brought in ryan o'reilly who barring an unfortunate incident with a tim hortons like you know what's actually like the guy you want I right. used to make fun of him for that, and, I, and I'm not making because it's a bad, but make fun of like the whole Tim Hortons thing. Now, like I fucking hate Tim Hortons, so he's my hero. <laughs> That's great. Um, again, Luke Shen, I think he is a great like person with experience to have in the locker room. I think he makes your blue line better. Right now, it's looking like they have him slated to play next to Roman Yossi. I don't know if he's a top pairing defenseman. I mean, I who think- is his last defensive partner, Hoppy? Quinn Hughes. No, it wasn't. I mean, for most of the season. <laughs> that, that wasn't his last defensive partner. Um, he has played with Quinn Hughes for he over 80 games. that shit out. Yeah, and how did it go? Vancouver, they were pretty good, right? I mean, Hughes, um, moving Hughes on. was awesome. Hughes was awesome. And top, uh, top 10 nomination for the Norris, two years in a row, not a big deal. Sick. Thanks, Luke Shen. His autograph. <laughs> um, but they, they haven't gotten, like, notedly worse right they've still got the core there of they've got Saros they've got a solid blue line regardless of how I feel about where uh Shen might play and their forward group isn't the worst they've got like okay up and coming talent I really want to see what Tommy Novak can do this year with uh a further look actually getting real minutes throughout the season um I I'm with you I think that first line with uh O'Reilly having Forsberg and Gus Nyquist could be a heck of a lot of fun. Tyson Berry, you know, full season with the Predators is probably going to, it's going to be different, right? Because he came in, you know, late last season, only played how many games, like 20 some games with them. Um, I think him having a full camp and being able to like learn the systems from the start, I I think that's going to help. Yep. And then the real interesting wrinkle here is obviously they've got who I think is one of the best coaches I've seen in Barry Trotz at the helm as the GM. He seems comfortable with Andrew Brunette, man. Like, we're going to find out. Am I right or wrong? Because I'm very, very, like, again, I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think he is. I think he's way better as an assistant than a head coach. We'll just put it that way. And we're going to find Dean out. Evison? Is he Dean Evison territory? Or is Dean Evison, like, solidified himself as, like, a Different. head coach? I think, I think Dean Evison is a head coach. I just don't think he's a head coach, as we've seen thus far, that can do it can in win. <laughs> I think Who regular season, if you're a team that just wants to get in the playoffs with a roster that's either on the fringe or even like below the fringe, 
I think Dean Everson can get you through a regular season and navigate that. And I think yeah. he's a great, great like player coach. I think that there's a lot of great things he brings. I'm not trying to shit on Dean Everson. I just think when push comes to shove, dude can't make the adjustments. He does not know how to coach playoff hockey, manage the emotions of both himself and his players. I think there's a lot of issues there. And hey, maybe this year is the year he takes a step and he proves me wrong. I hope he does because I, I got nothing against Dean. I would love for him to find a way to become the long-term coach. As of right now, I don't see him being that, but yeah, we'll see. Um, so my top tier, like any dis- argument, it's Colorado and Dallas, and we really don't need to spend much time on them as of now. No, they're, they're going to be the top two. So you made it clear who you think three and four are. They are both in my middle tier. Who do you think the other team is that wraps up the middle tier? Because I actually think you might get this one wrong. Chicago? Oh Jesus, no. I don't know. I was just going, I was just going. I, I don't know. It's it's either Winnipeg. I mean Winnipeg. We'll say Winnipeg. Let's see if you if you think they dropped. No. Nope. Okay. They are in my bottom tier. I, I think St. Louis is a team that you got to be worried about this year. Do I think that they are like a difference maker? No. Do I think they could make the playoffs? And do I think they could be better than the wild? Yes, that's possible. Okay, I'm I mean, betting on it. I'm probably with you. I think the three four jostling is between Nashville and Minnesota, but dude, you got to consider them. Louis is good, man. Like, they're not bad. It really will come down to your favorite person in Bennington and how he can play. But dude, down the middle, they got Robert Thomas, Braden Shen, and Kevin Hayes now. No, they're yeah, that, the, that matters. That, that does matter. Matters. No, you're right. You're right. They've got a full season of Jacob Vrana, they've got Sammy Blayback, and I think that he can find his footing again. I just see this being a team that their blue line, there's enough there. It doesn't like leave much like room to be inspired, but there's not a, it's not a bad blue line, right? No, you're right. This They're going to be sneaky. Could easily be top three or bottom three, but I've got them sitting here in this middle group because there's just like so much up and no. down that could happen with them. You're you're right. They're, they're kind of like, they're there with Winnipeg for me. Like Winnipeg could, could do well. They, they could, but I just I don't, don't I just so. don't see it. I don't see the, I don't, okay. I, maybe I, well is a stretch. No, no, they no. Could fight I, for that I spot. firmly have Winnipeg in the bottom three, assuming that a team doesn't plummet because of injuries. Right. Yeah. This is a team that's already lost Blake Wheeler, which, Hey, maybe he was a problem in the locker room and it's addition by subtraction. Like we already so. discussed, but they've lost Pierre-Luc Dubois again, locker room, maybe improved. Not on the ice. That yeah. hurts the team. I did like their return, though. That's a noteworthy return, but it's still not. Uh, Doesn't a help them right now. Iceman. Um, you got to imagine by the start of the season or early in the season, they have to move Shifley and Hellebuck. You don't like no team trades their top two centers when they are of that tier. Because, again, like Nashville, they just literally traded and bought out their top two centers. And we're talking about them being in the mix. I think it's a totally different story when you've no, got Eiffelie, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and then a top five goalie in the NHL and Hellebuck, all likely gone. You're losing some of that grit from Wheeler. I'm sure that the locker room's in a little bit of flux right now too. Like there's some players that are deciding like, do I want to be a part of this shit? Like, how do I feel? Oh, good point. You're going to get the youth movement. And like, could, is there like, a non-zero chance of them like being competitive this year. Sure. Am I putting my eggs in that basket? No. Yeah. Even if they keep Shifley and Hellebuck, you know that they're playing disgruntled. Like they're not happy about this. 
Man, I was kind of, I was honestly hoping that you'd make the argument for Chicago because of Bedard. Fuck no. <laughs> no, I, I do think, so here's, here's my biggest concern for the Minnesota Wild. If anything, they stayed the same, right? Like they didn't get better. I, I don't think they really got worse. Losing Dumba hurts, but I think Faber taking a step could be interesting for yeah. the latter part of the season. I think people are going to panic at the beginning of the year, just like, we saw last just year, like they did this year more games right this last it's year yeah. saber specific panic it's gonna be like oh my god he's not that good or why is this happening well because in the playoffs he was playing third pairing minutes and now he's going to be going up against top lines with Rodine, dude like, i can see it now we got our we got our friend alex going oh no bad start for brock Faber. we got our friend zeke going shut up wild fans brock Faber will be fine it's gonna be it's gonna be madness jesus man you're taking stabs already it's summer all right <laughs> love you guys <laughs> um so I, I think the wild are in the weirdest spot because outside of winnipeg every team got better then that's scary. Winnipeg got worse. Wild stayed the same. Every other team has improved. Chicago, do I think they're a playoff team? No. Do I think that they're going to be competitive and potentially steal some points compared to last year from the Wild? I do. They're going to be a they thorn not in, a bad in the side of this division. Like They, they have a very interesting makeup. Um, Goaltending is going to be a concern for them, but outside of that, like their blue line isn't great by any means, but there's parts of it that are serviceable. Their forward group is actually pretty interesting by my estimation. Um, Arizona, they have only gotten better. And they were a team that last year was actually more competitive than expected. Like some people were like, oh yeah, they're going to be bottom three. Shit, dude, they're lucky that they got six overall. Like they were trending to do even better. And I think that that's a team that's got some guys that are at least starting to believe. Like I'm sure there's some chaos there with like, where the fuck are we going to be after this year? But They've got good players. Bringing in Zucker was massive for them. Like that, like everyone will be like, oh, Zucker's not that. First off, yes, he is that good. Like if he's healthy, Jason Zucker's a difference maker. And him voluntarily going to the Coyotes and being excited, that does something for them for sure. Um, I just think that that's a team that is not going to be worse. If anything, no. they are going to be better. And that's not to say that either of these teams or the Winnipeg Jets will be better than the Wild. But if the Minnesota Wild were going into the season expecting to take 75% of the points from these guys, and then that turns into 65, 60%, that makes a difference at the end of the year if you're on the fringe of making the playoffs. That makes it tougher when you're playing these teams throughout the year and they all improved and they've got some young blood that's excited to come out and disrupt. I think that that's scary for the Minnesota wild, but again, that applies across the division too. It's not going to be as easy for Colorado and Dallas to get wins with every team improving. I still think they're vastly better than everyone, but there's a lot to unpack here. And I just think that Minnesota wild, even though they stayed the same, they're one of the biggest losers. And that's not because Bill Guerin should have done something different or could have done something different kind of cash strapped, but that doesn't change the fact that next year is going to be a lot fucking harder. Yeah. No, great, great points. I just have Chicago's like cap friendly up here and they're going to be a fucking annoying team to play. Like, just look at like, I mean, again, they're not Corey Perry alone. Well, no, it's Taylor Hall, Tyler Johansson, Connor Bedard, Andre Athanasiu, Nick Foligno, Corey Perry, Jason Dickinson, Ryan Donato. That's like, that's not bad. That's not bad. Jason Dickinson. He's going to be a, a bitch to play against. He's, kind of a, I don't want to say a rap, but like he's a tough player to play against. 
Uh, Tyler Johnson, I just I always I know he's on like the latter part of his career. Always love Tyler Johnson. I'm a fan. I yeah. I actually think that's the kind of guy that if somehow the Wild like could have gotten for lower dollars, love him. Always like um, him. Yeah, that that triplets line when uh, is yeah. him, uh, Palat and um, and Kucherov when they yeah. were coming up together. That line was so sick, man. That line was so yeah. sick. One player though that uh, started his career, I'm almost positive with Chicago. I'm sure someone will comment and tell me I'm dumb and I missed something, but I think an interesting player that I've looked at as a potential guy for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I think could also be a potential like cheap grab for the wild. If they're looking to shake things up further, which again, I'm outspoken. Don't bring in any forwards unless it's someone that you think is going to be a long-term difference. Let the kids fucking play. But I think Pew Suter is a guy that like, deserves and warrants more respect no idea who that is oh you don't know how to spell that even i bet yeah us i took a yeah. shot in the dark i actually got it you don't know who that is swiss player i, and I know he is now just around the top of my head i was like who the heck is this guy yeah i I, I like obviously there's certainly things that could be improved in his game but like i think there's a lot of things that kind of go unnoticed and i think 14 goals last year 14 goals in 79 games and didn't that's have like, a huge role. That's with like limited role too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that was that yeah, no, his his numbers are actually pretty good for being like a depth guy. His, his first year or two in Chicago, like he actually looked pretty damn good. Oh, you know what I'm scared? I'm scared that uh Toronto dances with Chicago and Nylander goes, Oh, I like what's cooking here. That I'll sign for some big bucks in Chicago. Shut up. I'm scared, dude. I'm scared. I will. Oh my God. I'll break things. And with that note, guys, I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. <laughs> no. Doesn't that make like too good a sense though? No, just because what the fuck's going back. That is a good question. I, I think it's a great fit for Nylander. I don't see how that works for Toronto. I'm I guess, worried I guess they don't have that many assets. Asset. I think the bigger concern is instead of Toronto trading him somewhere, Toronto just says, you know what? Fuck it. We're going for it this year. We, on paper, have a better team than last year. And we're just going to ride it out with Nylander and hope that we can win this year, right? We've seen it before with other teams. Signs in Chicago. But then he signs, right? Because if he goes to another team, there's a good chance that they're only trading for him if there's an extension or if it's purely a rental and they're like, yeah, never mind. But I still think there's things that can be worked out there. If he stays with Toronto through and through, Hits next summer as a free agent. Chicago is a concern for me, for sure. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Him and Bedard would be so sick, though. God. It's just like, just looking at Chicago's oh. roster, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, they can really do whatever they want. Fuck, dude. I don't support it at all, but I also, like, weirdly would have a little spot in the back of my mind that's like, yeah, Willie Nylander deserves to play with a stud like Bedard. And what fuck. a legacy for him. Where, uh, as much as like this, as much as this is like, but like, what a legacy! A fucking episode, and you had to drop this right at the end, dude. Oh and his God. teams are Toronto and the Blackhawks. Like for his legs, like two original six teams, two of the biggest franchises in oh. NHL history. Like what a legacy for him. As much as I hate both those teams to the core, but dude, retires one year. Montreal Ealers find their way to Chicago. I'm gonna be so like broken. Yeah, I. I don't think Ehlers is going there, so you're you're probably okay on that front. Anyways, fun episode, dude. Fun episode. It was a fun uh, opening segment. I like the the Coley's and quarterbacks uh, 
segment there. That yeah, was again, everyone tune in. I'll uh, be posting. If you follow again at SodaPod, that's good. Follow at SodaPod. Follow at SodaPod. Follow at SodaPod. Unfollow at the SodaPod. Yeah, fuck the, the handle on Twitter. Um, that fucking T-shirt bitch can go fuck right off. Um, but uh, be on the watch from at SodaPod for uh we'll be dropping another option for getting entries into the mcgolden bar mirror which again rules are on the pin tweet if we hit a hundred fall or sorry a thousand followers on the twitter account which like that should be accomplishable within a week to be completely honest but that's on you guys no pressure a thousand subs as well on youtube both need to be achieved before puck drop of the opening game of the NHL season. I believe it's October 12th against the Florida Panthers at home, seven o'clock. Please help us. I want to give this bar mirror away. It is beautiful. Uh, but yes, I will have more entries popping up throughout the summer and uh, early fall. You can have multiple entries. That's kind of the point here. Anyone that's following us and continuing to do this. You got a better chance to win it. And if you're in state, we will meet up. Shit, we'll grab some beers and I'll give you the mirror. If you're out of state, we'll talk. If it's like crazy shipping, we might have to work with each other on that a little bit to split the cost. But I will give this mirror to whoever earns it. So please, please, please follow, subscribe. I'm doing this all for you, Isha, so you don't have to. Uh, And also uh, the latest one, which this episode drops on Monday, We will give you through this Wednesday, so that would be Wednesday the 19th of July, if you want to enter the or get an entry from the Sound the Foghorn collab that we did. Yes. You'll see it commented under our pinned tweet. That's where I'll put all of the different competitions. I'll comment them under it. But if you go and, again, follow us, follow the boys at Sound the Foghorn, we definitely appreciate if you guys could listen to that episode. I know it's one of their bigger episodes every year, and it's a lot of fun for both sides. Talk about the great prospect pool that we are so blessed to have. Have a little bit of back and forth and argument. Um, Isha inevitably dropping out before we get to his ridiculous rankings at the top of the board, which is fine. How are they ridiculous? I had Brock favorite number one. There was a guy that we all had top five or six that you had ranked like 12. No, no, deserved it. no, okay. Deserved, deserved it. it. Um, <clears throat> but please go give them a listen at the very least, uh, support them, follow both. And again, if you go and comment your top prospects in the pool or the ones you're most excited to watch under our post, you get an entry for the Mick golden bar mirror. Why wouldn't you? Hell yeah, let's go, baby. Again, shout out to our friends at Sound the Foghorn for inviting us on the podcast. Um, our third appearance, we did one preseason last summer. We did a mid-season one earlier this year. I forgot about the mid-season one, to be completely honest. Hobby forgets, yet that was their highest downloaded episode, so not yeah. a big deal. <laughs> shout out to all the SodaPod fans who went and supported I them mean, as Maybe well. that just says that the more entertaining episodes are the ones that I can't remember because I partake a little too much. I don't know. Dude, I was on uh, Back Channel's THC Seltzer, so I don't remember shit after the first hour personally, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Reason. You got a baby tolerance now. I forgot. There's a reason First Off was number one, which he was... 
<laughs> Went from my number one to off my board. Messed up. First of all, he was their first uh, ranked prospect. Anyways, uh, fun episode. And again, shout out to everyone who supports us. Uh, listens to the podcast weekly please go support us on youtube and get in on the contest as well a uh, big shout out to everyone who has been rating and reviewing us on their social media apps i know stitcher is gone but that's okay we're on every single podcast app out there folks uh, i know most of you listen on apple Podcasts, so if you haven't already rate the podcast leave a kind review or not leave any sort of review but Give us five stars. Uh, doing that just helps us get in front of more listeners, and we really appreciate the support you guys show the channel. With that, signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by our friends at Better Edge, 7th Avenue Pizza, Northland Vodka, and Waggle Golf. We good, man? Yes, but uh, lastly, apologies to anyone that was waiting for an episode on Friday of Judd's Buds. He quite literally had his internet router stolen by a roommate that moved out, and we're hoping to be back on this week. We'll see. I'm also hoping hoping to get that clip from Brett, him explaining it on Sound the Foghorn, because <laughs> that was fun. Anyways, don't fear, just drink some beer, and stay wild. <laughs>